Hi everyone, welcome to AC Reads. Today I've got some deathbed confessions for you. Confession number one. Post made by Battlefield Insanity on Reddit. Shortly after he was diagnosed as suffering from the final stages of heart failure, a few weeks before he died, my grandfather told me several stories about World War II that changed my, both my view of him and of war in general. Now before I start, I should tell you that my grandfather was one of the kindest men you'd ever meet. He was always friendly, never drank, the kind of guy who would give the shirt off his back to those who needed it, and handed out the biggest candy bars in town on Halloween. Everybody loved him. Shortly after Dede, my grandfather was part of a 12-man rifle squad fighting in northern France. As his unit entered a seemingly abandoned village, they were ambushed by a squad of Germans and the unit was torn apart. They won but by the end of the fight only three of the Americans were still alive and one of them was badly wounded. The squad leader and his assistant were dead. The two unwounded soldiers swept the battle scene and hauled three badly wounded German soldiers into the middle of the street. My grandfather looked at the other American soldier and said, No prisoners and cut the throat of one of the Germans right there and then. He said he almost puked because there was way more blood than he was expecting. His partner lifted his rifle to shoot the other two, but my grandfather stopped them. He said that the Germans would hear the gunfire, as there would be others nearby. So they dragged the other two into a shallow ditch on the side of the road, with about six inches of water in it. They stood on the German soldiers' heads until they drowned. After that, he said he hated Germans. He confessed to a number of war crimes, including shooting German civilians and killing German soldiers who were trying to surrender. But the worst? He told me that he only felt guilty about one of the things he had done. In early 1945, his new squad was going through a small German village when he and a couple of other guys kicked in the door to a small house. Inside was a small old German woman in a wheelchair who immediately started screaming and cursing at them in perfect English. My grandfather kicked her, her wheelchair, rolled it out the door and then knocked over an oil lamp as he left the house with his partners. She burned to death in that house. He looked at me with cold eyes and said, that was just too cruel. She was an old woman, so I should have just shot her. Damn. By the user needs to confess. My grandpa's whole career was in the military. He joined just after World War Two, since he had just turned 18 as World War Two ended. Him and his six brothers all joined at the same time. Their first time seeing combat was in Korea. My grandpa was a paratrooper and one of his brothers was a field medic. The six didn't get put into any of the same squads. He said that during a really intense firefight, his squad crossed paths with his brother's squad. His brother was trying to help an injured squad member when he was shot three times himself, twice in the back and once in the chest. My grandpa ran to drag him out of the way and pulled him behind cover. He held his brother in his arms behind the cover and comforted him as he died. They both knew his brother wasn't making it out of this serious injury. His brother died a few minutes after being shot and this made something in my grandpa's head just snap. He said for the rest of the war he used Koreans as a way of dealing with his anger of his brother dying. He went from being a terrified, inexperienced combat troop to a killing machine. 
He said during the rest of the war he felt no fear, only hatred. He would fight with incredible zeal and ferocity. He didn't specify how many people he'd actually killed. All he said was, The day my brother died was the day I became a killer. If I told you how many I had actually killed, you would not see me as the same man. I was a much different man. At that point, I was a cold-hearted murderer, out to watch them suffer. He claimed that when the opportunity came, he would actively try to inflict as much agony on enemy troops as possible. When they were injured and on the ground, he would beat them, kick them, cut off their fingers, knock their teeth out and stomp on their legs to break them, etc. He only did this when there was no other allies around. He literally started acting like a serial killer torturing his victims and he didn't want any of his fellow troops to see him. It was dishonourable and inhumane, but at that time he didn't care. He was just filled with rage. My grandpa received a Purple Heart and multiple prestigious military honours once the war was over. He said that if anyone found out about the horrors and the inhumane actions he committed during the war, the awards would probably have been taken away. He said his time in Korea was the only time he felt like something other than human. He said it made him feel like a truly evil force and he liked it. This shocked us since he was the kindest, most gentle man I had ever known. He never swore, never got angry and was incredibly tame and loving. His marriage was fantastic and he made sure to show my dad and my aunt nothing but love when they were growing up. You would never expect him as the type of guy to excitedly kill people in battle. My grandpa died with a lot of secrets that we will now never know. He only confessed to this horrible dirty fighting tactic in the war because he wanted to die with some of his conscience clear. He never even told my grandma about what he did until this point. Story by Fearless Leader 85 on Reddit I have an amazing one. My great-grandmother lived a very long and interesting life. She was in her 20s in the Great Depression. She had a wild streak from those days that we don't really talk about much, to the point that we actually don't know our great-grandfather's name, just the husband she took later. Over the course of her nearly 100-year life, she had collected owls, literally thousands of owl figurines. She had clocks, wall hangings, potholders, lamps, stained glass art, salt shakers and more little figurines than you could imagine, all depicting owls. We all wondered the importance of the owls and she never talked about them. We all just knew that she loved them. Well, when she was nearing death at the age of 99, the doctor said she had days. My grandparents went and talked to her and they asked her if she had anything she wanted to share or ask before she goes. She thought for a moment and then said, I never understood the owls. It turns out she really didn't care about owls at all. Near as we could piece together sometime in the 40s or 50s perhaps, she bought either a trivet or a set of salt and pepper shakers that were owls. Then someone got her the other one. Those were the oldest owls anyone could remember, but from there someone got her an owl to match, probably a potholder or a placemat, and all of a sudden her kitchen was owl themed. From there it snowballed. The owls flowed like wine, baffling her for 60 years, eventually taking over as the bulk of her personal belongings. The moral of the story is, if you're not actually into something, it might be good to mention it early. Story posted by Hobby642 on Reddit. I am an RN, male and white and work with many elderly. I had one 90-year-old male talk about how he had been part of the KKK in his youth 
and how ashamed he was of taking part in several lynchings and other assaults on black people, even some white Catholics too. He had several CNAs and patient care techs that were either black or Hispanic, and he was always so polite and sometimes even loving towards them. I could tell how deeply his past haunted him. He asked me not to share his information with any of the staff. The last days before he became too weak to speak any more, he asked one of the black RNs I worked with if she forgave him. She did not know what he was asking for forgiveness for, but she told him she did and helped him get right with Jesus, and he passed peacefully a couple of days later. I also had a woman who was over a hundred tell me she had been badly abused by her first husband, but was stuck in that marriage because of the culture at that time. He'd been thrown from a horse and kicked several times. She ignored his cries for help and let him die there. She said she never told anyone about it, but she'd felt guilty about it for over 80 years and could still hear him screaming for help in her head. We talked about it for a long time. I was working night shift and it gave me a chance to spend some extra time with some patients. My experience working with people with PTSD helped me to help her see that she was acting to protect herself and others from him and responding from a place of natural fear. Before she passed, she told me I had helped her find her peace. My faith in my own life experience has always taught me that people do things in the moment because often what they believe they have to do and not judge them, but to help them find peace within themselves. Thank you for listening to AC Reads. Please subscribe if you'd like to see more videos from me, or you can also listen on our podcast, which is linked in the bio. For now, have a nice day and we'll see you soon.